self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode I'm going to need you to come and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. If you've been tweeting me and I haven't been responding, it's because I haven't been logging in. <laughs> but I'm going to get better. I'm, I'm, you've been saying that shit for two years. I was okay and then I fell off. I just, I don't get on Twitter. That's not my not my jam. I am on Instagram a lot. So same thing, red underscore calamity. Uh, red is it red underscore calamity yes damn uh, red underscore calamity on instagram as well i you probably be better sliding in my dms on instagram than you would be on twitter to be i honest. might start getting that twitter now since they got them 280 characters uh, it wasn't the amount of things that say i just don't log in there it was for me <laughs> like it was how concise you have to be to say shit. yeah that that's been an issue for me i mean Somebody came in my DMs on Instagram. I got a some long ass. I don't know. I hadn't read it. I got to read it. It wasn't a question. It wasn't somebody. It it's was a dude trying to holler. Yeah, from Tinder. So I think I attached my Instagram to my Tinder, and he saw it, and then he DM'd me on there mm-hmm. because I didn't swipe. I'm assuming I did because he could have just sent me a message in Tinder. Anyhow, I ain't read it because it was like it started off wrong, and I was like, oh, what the fuck ever. So. Anyhow, uh, we're still doing a listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to um, answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcarnartist at gmail.com, or you can send it into our Facebook page, Conversation Carn Artists. Um, so one of the questions that we have today is what is the most um, awkward interview or the worst job interview you've ever been on? I don't think I've had any bad job interviews or awkward or weird. I had my interview at McDonald's. I had my interview at Milliken. I worked at this towel boxing company from my hometown. Mm-hmm. They won no interview because we just did temp agency. I just went into the temp <laughs> place. They said, go here. I went there and then they said, y'all do this. And then we did that. So it wasn't, a, wasn't that process. Um, One of the, I won't say it wasn't, it was just weird. So when I was um, at the end of my master's program, you have to do an internship. And so I had to interview for, for the intern positions. And one of the therapist offices that I interviewed at, you know, I got there to the interview and they had me sit in this room and they were like, oh, she'll be with you. And so I'm sitting there and this guy comes in who is a current intern. And so he starts talking to me and I'm thinking he's talking to me to kill time until she's available because she had something she was handling. So I'm just talking and talking and uh, at some a certain point I was like, so when is um when is she going to come in to do the interview? And he was like, oh, this is the interview. She had me come in um to talk to you. But motherfucker, why was you gonna tell me this? Like, I'm glad I ain't said nothing crazy because I'm not you. We're just fucking uh, another intern here. Like, and it wasn't really an interview. I guess he, because she wanted me to come back. But after that, I was like, this is, I don't even know that I want to work in this office. Like, y'all are un, 
professional as fuck like it was just weird and he wasn't even asking me interview type questions which again why i didn't know that this was supposed to be the interview because he was just asking me about like going to AUM and about like how it was and he's an intern so I'm thinking he's just asking this because he comparing it to how it is at, at wherever the fuck he's going to school at so was he black or white black oh who was how, what color was the lady you thought was gonna interview you black oh all of them was black yeah okay I got you mm-hmm. it, it was a black which I was like oh, okay you know this was an AUM it wasn't an AUM it was at a therapist's office in Montgomery oh um, cause we, I had to go to like the sites and interview. I had to interview at uh, Family Guidance, which is where I ended up getting my in, in internship at. But that was a weird interview. And then the first time I ever did a group interview was when I applied to work at Toys R Us during the holiday season, which I would never fucking do that again. Like y'all don't know me, so y'all may not know that I'm not the best with like little kids teenagers i can do all day little kids i don't know what the fuck to do with them and like they're weird to me and so i don't know why i think i was just looking for something to do like during the holiday season and i knew toys r us was hiring so i would never do that shit again but so because they hiring during the holidays i figured okay you know I'm, they might ask me like a couple of questions or whatever but it wasn't gonna be because it was only for it was seasonal so then I get in there and it's this like dramatic ass <laughs> group interview where they wanted you to like try to sell a toy. And I <laughs> I don't know nothing about none of these motherfucking toys. Keep this in mind. Because one, I don't have no kids. Two, I ain't around kids. And so therefore I don't know the latest and the hottest toys because I don't have a reason to know these things. So like I'm really thinking that I'm just going to go and like be a cashier and that's it and that they weren't gonna like get all in depth the way that they did so that was just bad i guess because i was unprepared for what it was gonna be and i'm not the most enthusiastic person so i don't think i did a good job selling the toy i still got the job but like i was so like taken aback by the fact that he wanted me to sell this toy that i had never seen before um and it was some stupid ass i don't even remember what it was but it was something that it was like who want to play with this <laughs> like but Toys R Us was fucking terrible. Kids come in now, messing shit up. The parents just letting them and shit. It was awful. And I just wanted to be like, you don't see your fucking kids sitting here taking all this shit, throwing it in the flow, ma'am? You don't see little Timmy doing this shit? Now I'm going to have to pick all of this shit up and I'm going to be here later because we had to clean the store before we left. So like all of this shit, they fucked up. We had to clean before we could leave. And when I closed, I'm trying to fucking go home. I don't want to clean up after little Timmy keep his little hands to itself i did have an interview that was just too much <laughs> uh interviewing for a bank they had you do like math tests <laughs> regions i remember i think it was it was when i was living in montgomery so it was around 2006 2007 wow but well I, you gotta be able to ask the track multiply divide money they don't want you giving too much money away i mean don't bring me all the way downtown to give me no fucking basic math test. <laughs> Put math on the damn application or something. You could get somebody else to do the math. Or do you. math during orientation. Well, well hey, but if what if they you get the orientation and you can't math? Then what? Then they shouldn't they should have some better fucking <laughs> ways of figuring out if a person can add and subtract. Yeah. Over getting there and making you take a bunch of tests and shit yeah. that you don't know. 
Yeah, I would like adding that. and subtracting right out here. <laughs> now, they would have threw some fractions on that bitch. I would have been through. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, math is not most most social service people. I don't. I think they part of why they do it is because they're not good at math. So some of these other majors, you ain't gonna be able to do this. Shit. I wanted to be an engineer because I was like, I can make good money. Um, I have, you know, good options for jobs. But I can't do math. Like, outside of, like, basic math, like the advanced math that you would have to do to be an engineer, it wasn't going to happen. wasn't going to happen. Not a math person at all. So, we have another question. What what were your life plans by this point? Like, what did you, when you were little or in your teenage years, what did you expect to be happening around? About 33. Around 33, yeah. Well, I thought I was going to have two kids. I have two dogs instead. <laughs> a boy and a girl, boy and a boy, did it, did it make a difference? It didn't make a difference. I just, I, you know, wanted to, to be somebody's mom. Uh, and I figured, like, I had always said by, you know, I, I the kids I ain't had by 30, I ain't having no kids. Well, 30 came and went, <laughs> so I didn't have to push that shit back now. Um and it was 35, but now that I'm 33, I'm like, shit, that ain't nothing but two years, and I ain't even dating nobody, so I'm going to have to push that back a little bit more. Um, I don't want to be an old mom, though. I don't want to, because I ain't going to have the patience for this shit. I already don't have the patience, but it's going to be worse as time goes on. But uh, I thought I was going to have two kids. I thought I was going to have had started working with the FBI because I've all, you know, I watch ID channel. We joke about that, but I seriously watch it all the time. And I actually wanted to be a criminal profiler. That was like my first choice career. Um, and so, you know, by 33, I thought I would be solving crimes <laughs> and and observing human behavior and, you know, interviewing serial killers and that type of thing. Um, I wasn't going to be living in Alabama because I fucked this state. Um, <laughs> so I thought that I would have gotten out by now. Um, or even out of the country. Like I've always wanted um to raise my kids not in America. Like maybe Canada where they I won't have to pay for healthcare. <laughs> um but yeah, just I think I would have been a lot more settled or I would have I expected to be a lot more settled, like married kids, um that type of thing. That that was what I envisioned. But you, when you're a teenager, 30 seem old as fuck. And now that I'm 33, I'm like, I ain't even that damn old. That's not. This isn't that old. <laughs> this is a good age. But as a teenager, like my teenage clients, when they ask me how old I am, and I, I tell them, they're always like, I didn't know you were that old. And it's like, pump your brakes. I'm not. <laughs> like... You know, at 15, this probably seems old as fuck to you. But when you get to be this age, it's, you, no, not so much. But it's not that old. But, like, in my teenage mind, it was. And so, I, you know, I wanted to be extraordinarily settled by this age. And I'm not. Um, so, and I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not upset about it. Uh, again, I don't want to be an old mom. So, I don't want to be a first-time mom at, like, 40. That's not in my plans i don't want to do that but i just think i thought i would be a lot more settled than i am um have a house instead of an apartment still that type of thing so i really haven't had a template for what 
I want it to happen and when. I've just always been a go with the flow type of person. For better or for worse. I think you get a more of an opportunity to do that because you're a dude. What that mean? So I mean I, opportunity, like it's a good thing. I'm saying you it is a good thing that you get an opportunity to just go with the flow if that's what the fuck you want to do without people questioning you about it. I think that women get questioned a whole lot more as they age and aren't married and don't have kids than dudes do. I mean, I get questioned. I don't think that it's like... I'm sure it's not as nearly as much as you do. No. Every fucking Thanksgiving, yo, like, it's this whole conversation. It's me and my, my cousins are a year older than me. So both of us are not married. Both of us don't have any kids. Both of us are, are still single. Um... And it's it's a, the topic of conversation every fucking year. Now, I have male cousins that come who are also not married. Uh, that's just out here living life. And don't nobody fucking question them. It's not the same. It's not viewed as the same. Because, like, I'm apparently approaching old maid status out here as far as, like, <laughs> people are concerned. So... I think, and I tell dudes this all the time, like my male friends that date women and they're like, why they in such a hurry to get married and have kids? It may not even be that they're in a hurry. It may be they want to get these people off their fucking back because it is a lot more pressure on, on a woman, I feel like, than a dude. Like, you'll just be a bachelor. Oh, that on point, just out here fucking hoes and living life. Like, but I, it'll be like, oh, Red just never got married and... She just never had a kid. Like, it'll be a sad thing. Like, we could both stay single for the rest of our lives. Mine would be a sad story. Yours would be, like, he's just out here balling. <laughs> Not loving these hoes. <laughs> for better or for worse, that dialogue ain't really a great dialogue. It's not. I mean, for a man, it's it's horrible. It's not, but it, like I said, I feel like you don't you don't have the same pressures. Like, and I don't give a fuck. Like, it annoys me that I have to have this same conversation every fucking year. It's irritating. It's fuck. But obviously, I'm not gonna run out here and go get married and have a kid just to shut the people up in my life. Because at this point, I feel like at this point, I feel like if I like accidentally get pregnant, it's sad because. I went all of this time, you know, the 20s is when you're supposed to be fucking up. I feel like me having a baby randomly at, in, in my 30s is just like, the fuck was you doing? Like, <laughs> you knew better than this. I would be so disappointed in myself if I just got pregnant randomly um, when I've avoided it all of this time. Like, what the fuck? So, you know, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It bothers my cousin a lot. I'll tell you that. Like, she is very bothered. And stayed in a fucked up relationship for the longest time because all of the pre and she's the only child, so like her dad is really just like, I need a grandchild. Cause if you don't give me a grandchild, I'll never have a grandchild. I want a grandchild before I'm too old to play with my grandchild. And so, you know, he pressures her a lot. And so it it impacts her a lot. My mama got fifty limb grandkids cause my brother's out here fucking and just making babies. And so I don't have the same pressure. Now I do think my mom would like for me to have a kid because my kid would be a kid she would get to see. My oldest brother's kids are in Japan because his wife divorced him and took them niggas to Japan. And then my other brother is fucking crazy and his kids bad as fuck. So we don't really, you know, be fucking with them like that. So, you know, I think she would like for me to have a kid because it would be a grandchild she would actually be able to interact with. But it ain't like how it is with my cousin. I don't have the same pressure as, as she has. And it impacts her a lot more than it impacts me. And, you know, she gets really sad and shit about it um 
and like all you know all her friends have gotten married and had babies and so she's like uh godmother to a lot of kids and she does a lot of stuff with the, the kids um and it makes her kind of sad so i just think it's different for women we have a lot more pressure to do that shit y'all just be bachelors and shit and it's fine well i mean the going with the flow situation ain't i mean it's also the reason why i just now got into my career at 30 you know because like going 25 years old 26 i didn't even know what i was gonna do yeah at that moment so i mean it it hadn't been all gravy in that sense kids i just never really it took me until i got into one of my counseling programs in graduate school to realize that kids could be an intentional choice that you make with somebody that you really value and want to have a child with because my environment just said that at some point you're going to kind of going to break <laughs> and your ass going to have a baby. You know, <laughs> it was just something that happened, a consequence of sex, not really a desired choice and decision to make. Yeah. So, you know, even, even now, I still don't even know if I want kids or not. I might. I'll be all right with them. I'll be all right without them kind of situation I, right now. I want to have a kid just because I feel like. I have a lot that I could offer a kid, but I'm also fearful because like, I don't do kids. Like, and everybody keeps saying, oh, it'll be different when it's your kid. But like my fear is that it won't be different <laughs> when, I, when it's my kid. And I'll still be like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this little person. Cause that's what I feel like when I'm around kids. Now teenagers, I'm cool. Yeah, you know, they got autonomy. They, 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 uh, their thought processes are a lot closer to mine. You know, they're still irrational, but you know, it's a lot closer to mine. And so I'm a lot more comfortable with teenagers. But like little kids, like kindergartners and shit, I try to avoid them little niggas. They just get in the way and break shit. Like, and so I <laughs> I go back and forth with, like I want a kid, but it's like, do I want a kid? Like, do I want something vomiting on me and, and pooping and shit? Like, do I want that? I, I just don't know. Um, the dogs have helped. We get more comfortable with poop, I guess. Because um, I've had to clean up quite a bit of poop and vomit, actually. So I guess it'd be, maybe it'll be easier cleaning up the vomit of a human instead of a person. I, I mean, a dog. I don't know. No idea. I don't know. I'm hoping that that's going to help. I still like it, 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 it really practices my gag reflex. Like anytime they've had like an accident it's it's such a like i have to like mentally prepare myself to like clean it up and not vomit myself because it's disgusting and it smells awful um and babies like will shit in their diaper and like it explode and get everywhere and i just you know i don't know <laughs> i don't know um you know i maintain that i want a kid a kid like I used to say two, but I got to see how the first one go. I might I might have that first one and be like, oh, fuck this. Like, what you going to need to see with a kid to know whether you want a second one or not? Um, How I am as a mom. How I am, like, dealing with the irrationality of, of, of a three-year-old. Or, like, motherfuckers drawing on my walls and shit. Or just saying, doing kid it, shit. It took you three years to get there. You, how long you gonna wait? You finna be forty having yeah. a second one? Shit, you true. you got a small window to decide. God damn it! Based on very little evidence. That's true. Ugh. <laughs> well, 
I mean, obviously, I, I will at least have a year. I, I'm not going to have a kid back to back. Like, some of these people get pregnant so fucking... I'm not going to do that. So, at least two years. Two years in between them. And so, the two years, terrible twos, I will get an opportunity to see how I am as a mom. Because, like, look, I, I yell at my dogs, like, a lot. But I, I do that in the comfort of, they don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> they have no idea that I was yelling at them, like, bitch, like, what the fuck are you doing? They have no idea what those words are, and they're not going to be able to repeat them because they'll never get, get language. Kids eventually will, and the last thing I need is my kid going to kindergarten and being like, bitch, what the fuck is you doing with my blocks? I don't need that call. <laughs> <laughs> You've already said on the podcast that you weren't going to use profanity when your kids. Yes. Here. So that ain't something you're going to have to worry about. Well, then. theoretically. <laughs> theoretically, you're going to have to worry about it. Or theoretically, you ain't going to cuss. Theoretically, I'm not going to cuss. So like, my goal is. I already like, backtracking. I'm shit. not backtracking, but I'm realistic enough to know that I am not a perfect person. So my goal is to not curse around my children. My goal is that once my kid gets here, that I cease the the cursing which is you know it's a big part of my vocabulary so that is going to be very difficult and like i said cuss at the dogs all the time all the time <laughs> because i know they don't have language and so they they respond more to like tone of, of your voice and that kind of shit but they don't know what you're saying for real like even sit they don't know you know they equate that the, that sound with what i've told them to do before but like you don't know what sit mean for real so with a dog, I could do that. But like with a kid who's learning and and will pick up shit from me, you know, whew, that's it's a big responsibility. That's what it is. It's a huge responsibility. You're raising a human from fucking scratch. I know. What are you? I mean, it's they're coming. I don't know if I need to be responsible. I don't know. I don't. You know, thinking about kids is like they shake up your whole. Like I just want to come home. <laughs> <laughs> with no fucking responsibilities yeah. kick my damn shoes off and do what the fuck i want to yeah. do play video games can't yeah. do that can't do that with kids no. not you know i gotta make sure you, you do without your, kids no i gotta make sure you're doing your fucking homework depending on how old you are i gotta feed you and i shit. ain't even talking about them older stages i'm talking about the stages where a little motherfucker can't even hold his neck up so i can't even play the game <laughs> and hold my baby you know what i'm saying Better i'm pretty sure they got those, some kind of concoction they got the little swat the little Carrier thing, you stick their ass in there and play video game while they sleep. I don't trust it. What do you mean you don't trust it? I don't trust it. Millions of people, all you do is just sit them in there. They up against your chest, they'll go to sleep. But I got narcolepsy. What if I fall asleep? They gonna wake you up. Even with narcolepsy, they they start hollering. I'm that gonna is gonna wake you up. Fall asleep and the little nigga face gonna plant in my chest and they ain't gonna be able to breathe. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up with a dead baby strapped to me and I ain't never gonna be able to get that image out of my head. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to counseling for the next 10 fucking years. My wife going to divorce me and leave the fuck out of me. Now I ain't got no relationship. Now I ain't got no fucking baby. Motherfuckers calling me a baby killer on Facebook and shit. Why do you go to the most extreme (laughs) possibility ever? You are not going. First of all, you act like your narcolepsy is like the kind where you just like snap right out. You start getting sleepy. So you know when you start getting sleepy to put the fucking game down and take the baby out off your chest. Don't just keep playing Listen, with the Listen, as long as you, you prepare for the bullshit, <laughs> then you you got contingency plans. I go down the negative 
ways because I go to the positive ways too. But the negative ways are the ones you got to be ready for. You ain't got to be ready for the regular good shit. You got to be ready for the anomalies. <laughs> You're not going to fall asleep on your kid. You're not, I know I'm not, not going to fall asleep on my kid. I'm just saying, even with my kid, like not me being on the kid, it's some ways that shit can go bad. And I'm just saying, when you have the idea of what can go bad in your head, even if it's the extremes, face the little nigga out with shit. Put him, put him so he can see the game and, and watch the colors. He can see him what the I'm watching. They don't know. He don't know, but the baby really can't see colors and really like exactly. classify shit to a certain point. Exactly. How do I know letting my kid watch this high frame per second ass shit? I'm not conditioning their fucking eyes for seizures. Epileptic seizures when they get damn seven. I don't think that's how that works. It could be doing something. <laughs> Maybe they're not going to be able to focus on shit because so much shit going on on the screen while they little eyes trying to figure out how little snails move and shit. They, them babies. Look, I feel like babies just, I don't even know like what thoughts they, because they don't know what anything is and they can't really see shit. I feel like they just be like, food time. I need Man, need food. Like I don't think they no, give it. No, I think when babies are babies, I think their bodies are automatically doing shit that they are are not aware of with their conscious thought. Like their cells are allocating in their eyes the way they're supposed to. Their vocal cords is starting to form and how they cry. Their muscles is starting to form. Like their bodies is naturally doing shit, and you can do shit as a parent that can hinder any of that shit. From developing the way that it's supposed to. I don't think to. you playing a video game is one of the things I don't that know. Will hinder it. I don't I'm, know. Uh, look, then I, it depends on how loud it is. No, listen. So y'all comment and let us know because I'm sure there are plenty of dads listening to this shit who play all types of video games while they had their baby and one of them little fucking characters. Because that <laughs> listen, it's so many memes and shit about like why you don't leave kids with their daddy because daddy just they just do all kind of bullshit drawing on the kid face and shit like. It's all kind of dads that they did all kind of bullshit to their kids and the kids turned out fine. So y'all comment down below and so, let us know. So I'm 33 years old and I play the game with guys that are my age. So most of them got kids mm -hmm. and we came in. I came into the party on Xbox and I was like <laughs> talking and this dude got a kid named Connor and he was like, Connor, stop. Kind of stop. We were playing the game like we were playing a game that you can't really stop playing. You it's NBA 2K, like we're actively running up and down the court for like 25 to 30 minutes. Like if you can easily lose if your character stop moving at any point in the game. So I get into the game and I didn't know that they, you know, had not been I didn't know that this been going on. But he was like, Man, y'all, I'm finna get cussed out by my wife. And then um and then another dude group said, you let him fall down the stairs again? See what I'm talking about? <laughs> I was like, again? I just got it. That shit already happened? Your wife supposed to be beating your ass right now. Your kid is was going to be a rocket scientist. <laughs> just like Red. Now look at you. <laughs> I'm telling you, dads do all kind of fucked up shit. So like, you'll be fine. It, whatever you do probably been done by a dad somewhere. Especially when it comes to video games. Because you see the memes in the videos. But some of the shit dads did to their kids, they only did it once. Because that's the only amount of time they had. <laughs> but anything with video games, I don't think died. that's the case. Because it's too many dads that play video games. And when the kid is a baby, you can't, you cannot do anything with a like a newborn to like a 
Shit, dude, almost one. Them niggas, you can't play with them. I'm gonna have a house leash. Oh God. Not like a public leash. But you don't know what? No leash. Why? 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 <laughs> because you're. you're it's kidding. not a leash. It's a restraint. It is a leash. No, that it's is not. exactly what it is. Yes, it is. You're gonna put a dog leash on your kid. No, I'm not. With a harness. Yes, it's the same shit I have on Remy when I walk that little nigga. You gonna have a harness and a leash. That's, that's, better, than a, that's better than a playpen with a little baby with a damn screwdriver in their diaper. Like fucking Tommy Pickles. <laughs> they supposed to die so many times. Yep. yep, they did. They were getting into a lot of shit. Baby, I just, you know, babies just lay there. They cry, they poop, they vomit. They cry, they poop, they vomit, they sleep. That's it. They you can't play with them. And they can drown in they vomit if you ain't paying attention. Well, you're supposed to pay attention. That's why they make baby monitors and shit, so you can spy on your kid at all times and make sure that I'm they're just not saying, dying. When you think when you are aware of the worst case scenarios. You are you as prepare. a therapist have known some of the worst case scenarios just from your clients. So I mean I mean worst case scenarios of normal shit. Right? Like the worst case scenario of playing a video game, not the worst case scenario of making your kid get in the shower when you beat their ass while they wet. <laughs> <laughs> like that's bad. Like I'm talking about the worst case scenarios of shit I would do. Like I ain't gonna beat my kids. So the worst case scenario of shit I would be doing was be cooking. I'm in the kitchen, so I gotta think of worst case scenario well, everything don't kitchen related. Bring little John, don't put him in the little carrier and have grease popping on him. Like just lay him down when you cooking. Cook when he's napping. I'm just going to be a point where he going to be around the motherfucking kitchen while I'm cooking. No. So I, all See, I'm saying look, I'm is. I'm gating everything in my house. You all, only going to be where I let you all be. All I'm saying is. Well, at the, age, at I, the age when I want him to help me then. Like, I still need contingency plans. You don't need. You cannot make a contingency plan for every possibility because kids are unpredictable as fuck. And shit that you don't think that they could do, or you like, how the fuck did you even manage to do this shit? They will do. Well, let me tell you something that I never, ever, ever think about that I know I got to think about kids. I never think about what direction my handles are pointed in. I don't. I, I ne I've never ever knock the pan down on my own because of where the handle was and oh, i know i do i, th I move that shit up. i know i don't turn my handle like i I, do. <laughs> I make my handles convenient to me picking it up grabbing it and putting it back down on the stove that's mm -hmm. what i do my shit so, is always turned on where i'm not gonna hit it because i know my clumsy if it can be done i will do so it so all i'm saying is like a whole new thought process gotta come yeah with kids but it come i feel like that's just come automatically because you so you don't want to be the per the parent that that child died, and so you hyper aware of everything. I feel like not everything. Shit, I when, I when Remy was a puppy, I thought about all the shit he could eat and 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 choke on, or I had to take him to the house uh, to the vet for a bill. And so because of that, like the shit that I left in my floor or things that I would normally do, like I would finish eating something like a bag of chips maybe, and I don't feel like getting up, so I just lay it down. I do that shit because I know this little nigga won't get into everything. You do this so, shit no more. No, because you done got some shoes towed the fuck up. Yeah. Well, the shoes. So I was thinking about all the things I had to do when I had Kingston. Right. Shoes were not something I had to worry about with Kingston. So that was a new thing. The shoes. I was like, I ain't gonna fuck with these shoes. Shit. That's what I'm saying. See you. You put on that little cap of tunnel vision. I did. And because of that, the shoes got fucked. What I'm saying is keep the motherfucking options open for the possibilities. It's too many possibilities. That's overwhelming to me. I'm, I'm not, I can't but do that. But that's how my brain works. My brain fuck with possibilities. That's too overwhelming. And There's too many possibilities. We, we go down the rabbit holes of all the possibilities. and It's too many possibilities.
with kids. Like they can, li- I mean, kid. Oh my god, they. I think of the shit I got into as a kid, and the way my thought process was as a kid, and some of the shit I chose to do. That thinking back on it, I'm like, why the fuck did I even think that was a good idea? Like I all the shit with your brother, all the stuff with my brother, like literally everything I ever did with him was horrible and terrible and seemed like a good idea at the time so like all of that fucking i think good idea meant bad idea in your world you're saying it was a good idea at the time at the time it was a horrible idea but that's what i'm saying for kids they do shit that you're not gonna think about because you're in an adult and so even you're not gonna be able to think of all the possibility because your kid gonna do some shit that you're just gonna be like Nigga, why would you do well, that? Well, I want to account for all of the shit that I should think about that I don't think about because I don't have a kid. <laughs> for example, them handles. Like, that's something I should think about when but I have I a think, kid. But I think. But when, I don't think about having But when I think when you have a kid, I feel like those kind of things are automatic. I think you start being a lot more careful because you have a kid. The same way that, like. <laughs> Uh, Keisha used to be able to ride in the front seat of my car. And sometimes, so like when I when I would be driving and I would stop, I automatically start putting the arm out that parents put out to like to like keep the kid back. And I still do that shit. Now, there was an automatic fucking thing that I didn't think about consciously doing. Like, And now <laughs> I'll be driving and I do that with people sometimes because it's such an automatic thing that I'll put my arm out randomly but it wasn't something i thought about it was just something i started doing because now i got something that i'm responsible for that i don't want to go flying through the window so like it was the automatic thing i think a lot of that stuff is just it's subconscious you you know you have a, a life that you're responsible for so you start being a lot more careful because you know kids are curious about every fucking thing and so a kid that's tall enough to reach it up and, and grab a fucking pot handle they probably will because they don't equate it's hot it's cooking on the stove i don't need to do that they just i want to see what's in the pot bam then they covered in fucking grease and shit hot grease so i feel like a lot of that stuff is automatic i feel like you just you start being more responsible because you have to be right now you don't have to be you don't have to think about those things but that don't mean you won't think about them when you do have to well, i don't think i ever want to that's why i don't give a fuck if i have kids or not i don't ever want to think about that shit i want to just keep my handles well the fuck they at the other day what happened like we were playing music and we i mean i don't know how many days that we've had to play music Mm -hmm. for some heavy shit to dance its way over to the edge of the top of the refrigerator and i just heard that fall off one day like shit like that if my kid down up under that motherfucker and a big ass thing of Whatever fall on the nigga head on in front of the refrigerator, then that'll be messed I up. I mean, see, I don't know. I think dogs are not kids, but I have had to be responsible for them, and I've had to like keep in mind that, especially Remy, will put any fucking thing that he can get to in his mouth. And so again, the way that I keep my house, the way that I like have things out, has changed because of him. Because I know. He will eat shit. The difference between a dog doing that and a kid doing that is jail time. It is. But, see, I, you say that as somebody who's not really, like, a huge pet person. I actually love my animals. And so when they, when they get sick, I feel bad and shit. And I feel like a bad pet on them because I'm like, I should have I knew that nigga was going to eat that bullshit because he eat every fucking thing. So, like, because of them, I, I've had to adjust my life already for dogs. 
So it would just be a different adjustment for kids. You don't, re you haven't really had to make adjustments. Like you had a dog briefly, but like, so you get to do what you want to do now. I would be going from making adjustments for dogs to making adjustments for kids, but making adjustments regardless, because I had to buy a motherfucking baby gate to keep Remy out the kitchen because that nigga tall enough to counter surf and he does. <laughs> so I have a whole, my kitchen is gated off now where the nigga can't come in there because if, if you ain't watching him, I'll be watching TV and I hit a nigga on the stove. <laughs> like, he just, he tall enough to get in the shit. So I had to baby gate that. I had to, all my doors in my apartment are closed to rooms that where I'm not in them because he go in there getting in the shit. So my bedroom, all of the doors are closed, bathroom closed till I go in there. Because if I leave the door open and, and I don't see him, he in there fucking with some shit. So like I've already had to make adjustments for having dogs. And especially for having a dog tall enough to like reach shit. Rip Kingston little. So like all you have to do is put shit like on a table and that's that's good enough. But dogs are dogs and kids are kids. What my point is is that I've already made changes in in my lifestyle. You haven't had to do that. So it's going to be more for me it's a little bit easier because I'm just making more changes, but I already had to make changes. Like I already live my life differently. Shit, when I if I get off work, I can't just get off work and like go and meet somebody for a drink. I have to be like, I'm going to meet you. Give me about an hour because I got to go by the house first and walk the dogs because they've been there all day and I got to walk them before I can go do anything else. I already have to make adjustments for having them. So my point is that I'll just, it'll be an easier transition for me, I feel like, because I'm already having to do that shit, like watch where I put things and um, my shoe, even my shoe, he don't, well, no, he, he, I got shoes that have been laying out that he ain't touched. So I think he don't, he didn't got enough whoopings about my shoes that he fucking stopped doing that. But just, I done made adjustments. So for me, it's going to be an easier transition. My point, my issue with kids is not going to be adjusting my house and like how I do things. It's just, just dealing with like the annoyances of kids. Like babies are cute until they smell like shit. And you got to clean it or until they had a colic and they won't sleep and, and you got to go to work in the morning. This little nigga up crying at three o'clock in the morning because he got the colic. Like, those are the things that I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I'm prepared to deal with that. Those are the things. Making adjustments in my house. Eh, I'm not really worried about that. But like losing sleep and cleaning up like horrific shit. Like, that's what I'm concerned about. Man, <laughs> I don't want to have to do that. I've never changed a diaper in my life. And I have plenty of nieces and nephews, but that it, I feel like it ain't my responsibility to change this shitty diaper. This your kid. Here you go. He stink. <laughs> and I'll get a kid back. So I've never changed a diaper. Ever. I've even, my mom didn't make I was little I was like five when William was born, so I didn't even have to help with him and shit. So I've literally never changed a baby diaper. I don't know nothing about wipes and putting powder on their ass or None of that shit. So. I definitely don't. I ain't touching nobody else's babies. <laughs> I just get a kid back. Like if they smell or start smelling like pee or something, you need to take care of this. Ain't my kid ain't my shit to deal with. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Same way that I, you know, people don't want to pick up my dog shit. It's my dog. I have to pick it up. Well. I mean, you picked up shit before because Remy shit in here when you had him. Yep. <laughs> he shit it all in a lot of different places. 
That's why his ass is banned. He doesn't do it anymore. Travel ban on his ass. <laughs> he doesn't do it anymore. I don't care. He's good I now. Got too much shit here. He can't he, come. Oh yeah, he now nah, you oh that what I'm saying? This and him, he tap all of this shit. <laughs> he been there pulling the TV down because he be pulling on the wires some shit, or he'll knock it down accidentally. Like this would be terrible, like for him. <laughs> like it would be fucking horrible. Yeah, he would tear this shit up. It's too many electronic things in here. He'll get his ass knocked out. And too many things. He tall. Like I'll put a piece of cheese on the floor with a sleeping pill in it. <laughs> <laughs> he actually gets really mean when he is online. So <laughs> he had a, a, a bacterial thing. Not bacterial. Some kind of allergic reaction. And um, I was giving him Benadryl. You know, Benadryl make them drowsy. That little nigga was mean as fuck when he was. I think he didn't understand why he was sleepy. And he just. That nigga was snapping and growling. He was mean as fuck. So that might not be the route you want to go in. He's not very nice when he's sleepy. Or when, when it's like drug induced sleepy. If he want to seal his fate, he can rise up against me if he want to. <laughs> Yeah, you don't need to keep Remy. I'll just take him to the to the Glad kennel. You have come to this decision. So what I did when I went to Tennessee, yeah, he'd be kenneled. And um so yeah. Kingston on the other hand, don't mess with nothing. Kingston just needs somewhere to lay down and sleep. That's literally all he needs. Cause that's what he do with most of his life now is is nap. <laughs> he take lots of naps. Uh but so that is our questions for the week. Um, if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, uh, you can send it in to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can send it in uh, to our Facebook account, which is conversationconartist, and we will answer it on the show. Um, Omarosa. Mm-hmm. Omarosa is, whether she resigned, got fired, whatever the fuck, she's not, she's no longer part of the White House staff uh, as of January the 20th. And, uh, you know, black people uh, had a good chuckle because Omarosa is like Stacey Dash, and we kind of took her black card from her. Uh, Robin. She ain't like Stacey Dash. Huh? She ain't, we don't we also have a black card. Oh yeah, that's when true. she was in the womb, because we didn't know what the fuck she was gonna be. I mean, like when she got out, a <laughs> black card I imagine got taken. Amarosa is terrible. Uh, Robin Roberts from uh, Good Morning America said bye, Felicia, <laughs> when it came to her, and Angela Ray, Ray is that how you Ray Ray Angela Ray? Um, her response to it was. Like she did that on national TV. Her so, name is Omarosa. She sounds like a fucking Disney villain. She does. Omarosa Manigault. Yep. She sounds like a fucking bad guy. <laughs> and I she, think she's a villain for the black community. She lives up to it. Um, she definitely lives up to it. So black people was like, okay, bitch, so bye. Um, and the New York Post posted uh, the her, the cover was her being dragged out of the White House, and I saw it and I laughed and I moved on. 
And then I see that people are upset saying that it was racist and like they didn't do that for anybody else that got kicked out of the White House and that it was a white hand pulling her. And I'm like, of course it was a white hand yanking her out the White House. How many niggas do you think it is in there? Like if she actually got put out, it would be by somebody white. That is accurate. I don't, I did not find any fault with what the New York Post did. Because uh, fuck her. I don't give a fuck about her. She went in there shucking and jiving and shit for for Trump. And, you know, Doug Jones won. And now she out. <laughs> she gone. They got rid of her. Now, word on the street is that she was in there showing her ass, which, I mean, it's Omarosa, so of course she was. Um, And people were tired of her. People have been tired of her. And actually, apparently, Trump was the reason why she stayed as long as she did. Because other people been wanting to get rid of her ass because she just been a nightmare to deal with. Which, duh, it's Omarosa. Like, who, who, who see Omarosa and be like, oh, this is going to be a pleasant experience? She seems so sweet. Like, don't nobody look at Omarosa and say that shit. You know it's going to be unpleasant as fuck. Because she's unpleasant. The reason that nobody else supposedly got drug out is because the reports were that she was being belligerent. Yeah. And using profanity yeah. and cursing on her way out. Yeah. It don't seem like anybody else did that on their way out. <laughs> as unpleasant as some of those people have been, it sounds like she the only one that's gotten pressed from, you know, Showing acting up on her way out. She and she's done that everywhere she done been. She yeah. act up. She act up on the Wendy Williams show. Yep. She act up on uh, in the White House. She's acted up on The Apprentice. She acted up everywhere she's been. Yep. I don't know why it's odd to see her not acting up now. And more than anything, Omarosa is an opportunist. Oh yeah, she is somebody that's gonna grab opportunity anytime at any point. Cause she even this out. this Tell opportunity me. of leaving the White House, yeah. she talking about she saw some things that made her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough minorities in the White House. Bet you it wasn't enough representation. Yeah. So. She already talking about she's gonna tell the story, but when she can't, so she gonna say. That's why Robin Roberts was like, "Bye, Felicia," because she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm sure she is gonna share that story for the right price." Like she's gonna turn this into she gonna write a book about her experience to make money off of it. So, I mean, and listen, do not get me wrong. I'm sure it's plenty of racist shit that happened in the White House, and it's plenty of racist shit that happened in America in general. But that New York uh time that post. Uh, no I, I did not find it to be racist I found it to be hilarious and fuck Omarosa like I, she did a, a interview saying when she got uh, before she first started working in the White House saying that everybody was turning their backs on her and all, all you know the black people in her life was upset about her trying to do what she thought was best for the community like bitch bye Omarosa like you don't give a fuck about none of us as evidenced by you taking this job <laughs> like girl please you think somebody gonna feel sorry for you of course the black people in your life was like fuck you the black people in general have said fuck you not what only you that said? because she was supposed to be a part of African American outreach mm-hmm. but reports have shown up that of all of the qualified black Republicans that have tried to enter to be able to work with Trump, she has been the one that's been blocking them. Mm-hmm. They say she's the one that's been keeping them out. Yeah, now April, it's what is her? April Ryan. She wasn't like, I mean, she was blocking her from from um, doing interviews and talking. So, well, not even not even that. Like that's that's on the lighter end. Yeah, we talking about on the side of. These high-level professional black people were trying to put in resumes, uh-huh. and they never got past Omarosa. 
And so, but the conflict there is because one dude on this particular panel was saying, you're not about to tell me that the White House just didn't know that all of these qualified black people were sending resumes to Omarosa and she was just able to kick them out. Mm -hmm. Like the White House would have to be okay with that happening if that's what was happening. If they were looking for diversity, they could find diversity. Yep. But you, Omarosa ain't supposed to be the gatekeeper for black people coming in and not being able to come into the system. But black people who go into these environments knowing that you are working for people that don't respect black folks and thinking you're special you the fall guy because now it's your fault. Like it wasn't us saying that we didn't want no black people, but this black person was keeping the black people out. The same thing with Stacey Dash. Stacey Dash was saying the shit that those white men couldn't say, and she was being used for that 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 exact reason. And when her use was done, they got rid of her. Omarosa the same way. Now you the reason why we don't have diversity. You the reason why these black because the person who said that is right. The White House would not have allowed that if it wasn't something that they wanted to do. But now they have a scapegoat in Omarosa, and I don't feel bad for her for that because you the dumbass who went in there when all of us know that that's what happens. Well, I don't think that she thinks like us. I don't think that she was ever in a position where she thought Trump wouldn't be a good president. Just like a lot of these black Republicans, like on CNN, Paris Denard, and some of these other Republicans that are on this do network. You, do I don't you think, think they, they really think that, or do you think that they, this is a good way for them to get on TV? Like, no, I just, it makes me because sad. Because a lot of them have been on TV and a lot of them have worked for previous administrations, like at this point, at least the ones on CNN. But. I think that they just really generally believe in the rhetoric that uh, Republican the Republican Party have. That makes me really I think sad. they believe in the border wall shit because of immigration at the cost of Latino people. I think that they believe that entitlement programs uh, take away opportunities from black people and give them this set standard of operating. And so they are in support of taking it away at the cost of the black people that need it. I think that the shit they believe comes at the cost of all of these different groups. And I think that Republicans believe that shit. And I think conservatives believe it a lot more than, you know, just Republicans. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about black Republicans or especially black conservative Republicans, I think they're going to identify more with Trump than they're going to identify with black people yeah. be because they are black. Yeah, they, they not going to identify with that side. You can look at Ben Carson as evidence of, when you have that life where you're on food stamps, on welfare, on social programs, you can develop an extreme rhetoric in the opposite direction of that. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of what is accurate in saying that those programs helped him become who he are was, I wonder who the fuck he think he would have become if he wasn't on that shit. Like if, if his mom would pick herself up by her bootstraps and actually worked harder and didn't use welfare and all those other social programs, instead of being a fucking award-winning neurosurgeon, where the fuck did he think he would be? <laughs> fucking colonizing Saturn and shit? <laughs> like, where the fuck did he... Like, those programs were the catalyst for him not fucking dying when he was four years old. Yeah. They were the catalyst for him and his siblings not fucking starving to death when they were seven. Yep. They weren't something that kept like he could become who the fuck he became with that shit existing. So how you grow up and become somebody who don't believe that shit is necessary. That is a fucking mind flaw to me. Like that's a personality character flaw. It's one of those situations where you're and because I think the, the, the ideal human in this world, I think, is balanced on a lot of shit. Mm hmm. 
from my perspective. Now, what we have is we have motherfuckers that's super duper strong and dumb as fuck. <laughs> I think balance. And when you're talking about mentally, I think emotionally balanced mean that you generally don't have mental health issues. When bad shit happen, you you know you feel bad and it come back. When good shit happen, you give and it come back. I think that's a normal brain. But I think that people like Ben Carson and people who extreme overly and vigilantly adversely to things that they experience i think that i think that's a character trait or, or a person that's not very well balanced who can't look at their environment and say you know i understand why these things exist uh, but i also understand why these other people have this and then look at his environment and say you know this environment is what i grew up in but i became this so why would i be thinking that this whole shit that helped me become who i am should go away how many more kids like me would this be helping and how many if it didn't exist that could be me ain't gonna be me now because they didn't have a platform to stand on they didn't have enough medical help so they had to spend four years in the hospital you know what i'm saying because medicaid could have solved this problem four years ago like i just think that's like a character not character trait character flaw personality flaw it's something with your brain it's a temperament flaw probably i think it's a temperament flaw you can't put your finger on exactly what it is, but the way that that person is interpreting what's going on through them is going to dictate how they inevitably are going to look at that thing when they become a rational adult. But, but either way, Omarosa ain't shit. She ain't really represented the black community. The only thing about the black community that she represented is that she have skin the same color as us. <laughs> that is where the fucking ball stops. Like after that, her ideals mm -hmm. are not only white, but, and white is wrong to say, but they're not only white, but they're <laughs> white and destructive. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they're white and they're self-motivated. They're white and they're from the lens of an opportunist. And she's a narcissist too. Oh, yeah. She's as much as a narcissist. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me indeed. if we found out she used to drown puppies. <laughs> like whenever she make her fucking biography. <laughs> the first time... I saw a puppy almost dying. I decided to drown that little motherfucker. <laughs> put him out of his misery. It felt good. <laughs> ah, I need a rush. Oh, God. You got any puppies? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Omarosa also said that Donald Trump is racial, but not racist. So <laughs> that, that forces me to ask, how much shit do you have to do to be racist? Like, like and, and it goes back to that dialogue when you talk about police officers, when you talk about these systems of systemic racism. Do a fucking clan hood gotta fall out of somebody's pocket? Apparently, when they do something to a black person, for you to say, "Oh shit, they're racist," <laughs> because that's never gonna happen. You know, does an old picture of them at a clan because we got old pictures of motherfuckers in clan rallies and shit, and people like they're not racist. Donald Trump's daddy got arrested for fucking clan related activities. What the fuck kind of son do you think you raise if you are a KKK member? Your daddy is a KKK member. What the fuck? You're going to be something close. Indeed. Something similar. And Indeed. what Donald Trump has done is he's found a way to market to a lot of people who see value in him financially but not as a person and you can do that when you're a businessman because you don't give a fuck who money you take if i was a billionaire he wouldn't give a fuck that i'm black that's why he don't give a fuck about talking to kanye and steve harvey mm -hmm. and all these people but he ain't said shit to me or you no he, he wouldn't he ain't referenced me or you the last time that he referenced either, either one of us 
directly was when he said, what have you got to lose? <laughs> Otherwise, Donald Trump does not have a message for poor black people. He ain't said shit to poor black people. He ain't said shit to regular black people. He ain't said shit to middle class black people. Nope. He ain't said nothing to impact our community. Nope. You got anything else about that? Nope. Which takes us right into Doug Jones. Doug Jones. Who won the election in Alabama Senate seat. Teach me how to dug it. A lot of motherfuckers did not think Doug Jones was going to win. I was one of them. <laughs> we are. I voted for him, but I because we was, live in the Bible Belt. Yep. And Roy Moore was running off a of good principle, good Christian principles and let values. Let me just take a sec, just a little sidebar about good Christian values and living in the Bible Belt. Uh part of the reason that I identify mostly at this point as agnostic is because of people like Roy Moore and the people that voted for him. Your good Christian values only relate to certain things. It's not across the board. And so good Christian values means that men marry women, women marry men, and that's it. It means that you don't kill babies. Now, we ain't going to help you once the fucking baby get here because that ain't got nothing to do with us. <laughs> and that's your business. But we are going to make sure that every child that gets conceived will be born because it is against, you know, the Bible. Um but you know me cheating on my wife with 14 year olds or me just having sex with 14 year olds in general um me stealing money from uh state and local government those things don't matter (laughs) and those things are not against christian values i guess like i have such an issue with like these evangelical Christians. I can't deal with it. It Because it's like, you are full of shit. You're full of shit. You don't even believe the shit you say you believe. Because if you did, you would not have been able to vote for Roy Moore based off of the shit that he's done. Instead of looking at what he he ain't done. <laughs> well, he, he he's not with another man. Well, his wife's never had an abortion. Let's look at what he did, though. Like, let's look at the things he did do. <laughs> but look, the Republican Party, their platform is, hey, little unborn little motherfucker, I promise to get your ass here yep. if you leave it up to me. But once you get here, cut all fuck the, you. Cut all the programs that will help you when you get once here. Once you get here, fuck you. Fuck welfare. Fuck food stamps. Yep. Fuck Medicaid. Yep. Fuck uh, food stamps. I said food stamps. Fuck any kind of assistance. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck Planned Parenthood yep. because, you know, even though 80% of the fucking services they do is shit that help families, generally yep. speaking, yep. the 20% of them that fucking do abortions, we can't support that. So fuck that. And you yep. know what? Actually, when you turn 14 and a 13 year old creepy ass motherfucker is coming up to you trying to get your digits and stripping down on his drawers in his living room, you know what? Fuck that too. We don't even give a fuck about you. We gonna support the grown man because you know what? We got you here. That was the only part of our contract. Well, our contract says <laughs> once we get you here, that's it. Yep. You on your fucking own. So I think that's how. I mean, clearly that's not what the Bible say, but that's how Christians in the Bible but Belt are able to be manipulated by politicians that use faith as that platform. But, okay. So again, and again, this is part of why I just don't rock with Christians like that. 
you have a mind of your own. If you say that you believe in this book, the Bible, if you say you believe in this entity, God, then it don't matter what they're telling you. Like if they're telling you this and yes, they're not doing some of these sins, but you know, they're committing other sins. I don't know how you can reconcile that with yourself and say, oh, it's all right. But it's a loophole though. What's the loophole? It's a loophole just like just like a Catholic priest fucking a little boy is a loophole. That ain't a loophole. It ain't in the Bible <laughs> that you can't fuck little boys. They can't marry a woman Homo or have sexual intercourse with a woman. Homosexuality is in the Bible and you fucking a little boy as a man is homosexual. Well, it depends on whether no. you consider. <laughs> no. What? It depends on whether you consider what? It depends on whether you consider yourself a homosexual. It, no, no. According to Christian Christianity, having sex with the same sex is homosexual that is what homosexual you don't have to identify if you out here fucking little boys you're a homosexual sir <laughs> according to the bible that's what i'm saying it's hypocritical you well i mean to your point i don't i think the issue with homosexuality is the sex anyway okay if well, you call yourself boy, if you call yourself gay and never have sex yep, with a man then you find yeah. according to god but exactly so a priest fucking a little boy is homosexual. So that's the wrong kind of loophole. Yep. But anyway, I think for Christianity, the loophole is that where does the Bible say not to interact with a 14-year-old in that way? Because that just goes to the societal norms. Like that's a moral call. But it ain't the societal norms anymore because you but go to that, jail but for that's what I'm saying. Shit. That's a societal call. Yeah. That ain't a biblical call. The biblical call says don't waste your seed. So anything, any way that you would not have your child, including abortion, including a condom, including skin on her face. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some women is in that. Including those things. Don't, you can't do those things. You can't waste the seed. You wake up. If you have a wet dream, you're supposed to wake up and pray. Oh, my God. Even though it wasn't your choice. Well, but. So here's. Okay. So if that's the case, then. Cause here's my problem with it going back to you being hypocritical. So, okay, Roy Moore ain't nothing in the Bible that said that he couldn't be out here pushing up against 14 year olds. So then you should not be the same parent who is trying to lock your little 14 year old's 18 year old boyfriend up because he had sex with your daughter. It's the same fucking thing. So if you feel like the dude that's trying to holler at your daughter is wrong and you're going to look at the laws and, and, and abide by that. And it's an issue. It's an issue. Then it's the issue that well, Roy you know Moore what? did. But it's different when it's your kid and it, it wasn't your daughter. He but was you pushing know what? up on. I don't think white people do that. You I what? think black people do that as it pertains to catching their daughters with a boy that's older. No, I think white, white people, people do. do it as it pertains to their daughters sleeping with black do black boys. No, they do it with older white boys. I didn't had some. I got. I've had some clients that are on because you know they put you on the. Uh, you're a sex offender when that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had that situation happen, and and the dude's been white, and the girl was white. So if you're going to do that and you're going to ruin this kid's whole life because he had sex with your daughter when they were in a relationship and because the law says that four years between them is too much, you cannot then turn around and say it ain't no big deal for Roy Moore to do it with somebody well, else's in, daughter. In the South, South is where shotgun weddings originated. Like yeah. shotgun weddings was mm -hmm. like if you get the girl pregnant, y'all yeah. getting married. Exactly. Like, so that's why I'm saying like I, I just haven't seen that in big proportions in – in the white community which are the ones who gonna force you to be with that person yeah. versus the African American community which 
I ain't never heard of no fucking shotgun weddings in no African American community. You know, it, it used to happen. I don't think. I mean, we don't give a but, shit about that now. But, but either way, like I think universally, if if a black man get caught having sex with a white girl mm-hmm. in that situation, if he survives, number one, <laughs> because we all know about this police officer well, but, that shot that shot that black boy because he came to meet him at his house. But guess what? Even that is wrong. Even that, but either way, I don't care what what nationality. If you believe that there is nothing in the Bible about age restrictions, <laughs> even if the boy black, it shouldn't matter. Shouldn't matter because you feel like your fourteen year old daughter is old enough to be out here with a thirty three year old. So it don't matter. You should just if he willing to marry her, he get her pregnant. He willing to marry her. You should be able to just sign them papers because parents can do that. You can sign for her to get married. You should just do that because it's not a problem. But it it's not a problem or it's not a problem because these were not your daughters that this happened to. Well, I think that's a really a bigger representation of the polarization that politics forces you to be in. You either get to be pro life or you get to be pro choice. You don't get to be a middle ground of where you understand the importance of life, but you understand some choices sometimes where you don't fucking adamantly disagree no, with it. Pro-choice. I don't feel like pro-choice is anti-life, though. That's the misconception I feel no, that that's people what I'm have saying. about. That's, that's where the polarization comes from, yeah. from a Republican. Oh, pro-choice okay. is anti-life. That's why from their perspective, yes, it is a completely polarizing. So you can't shoot. You can't. You're not going to be a Democrat. So if you're a Republican, you got to be pro-life and you got to go with all that extra pro-life shit they got, even though a middle ground would represent you having a problem with an 18-year-old boy having sex with your 14-year-old, mm-hmm. but they're voting for this dude because they're not going to vote for the other side. But and, and that's a big part because of the polarization of politics. A big part of that is because of gerrymandering and redrawing districts in a way because when you gerrymander a district when you draw a district and you draw these little lines that carve out different neighborhoods like they'll create like if you look at alabama's district map they got like little bitty lines drawn that pull out a rich neighborhood Mm -hmm. so you got a whole district that's just full of rich people wealthy people no black people Mm -hmm. so you got a whole district full of republicans and the person that drew that line said you know what republicans gonna be able to vote for me for the next 40 years the problem is that same district is going to produce people to run against you Mm -hmm. and now because it's only republicans they gotta be extreme they gotta be really extreme now and so you're going to get some extreme competition. And you, as a moderate Republican, which is in the center, you're either going to have to go along with them extreme ideals to win, or you're going to have to let this extremist win. And Roy Moore was that extremist. And Doug Jones is extreme on the other side. What we're supposed to be trying to do is get back to this moderate level of politics where motherfuckers can at least look at each other in the eye and come up with plans that benefit everybody to some degree and move forward instead of this shit that Trump got going on and Democrats got going on where we want what we want and we want what we want and we ain't gonna even fucking agree on shit. And that's what happened right now. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer versus Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Mm. Uh, Schumer and Pelosi didn't even come to the last meeting just because Trump said we ain't making no motherfucking deal. They didn't even come to the meeting. And now you got politics where the whole Republican House of Senate is saying we just gonna pass the fuck out of this healthcare. Fuck y'all. Like we, we got to get away from that shit. But that's also the same dynamic that's that don't let them people consider themselves as being in the middle and being able to support some shit on this side, but understanding this other shit. And that's just how that's how it looked to us. 
But it's that is so extreme that you, in order to support, that you're willing to support a pedophile just so you can continue to support Republicans, like at the cost of your own moral values. Because that's what it is. Like, I, more, I think that this is morally repugnant, but I'm still going to vote for him because I got to vote Republican. That's insane. That is crazy to me. Polarization. I don't, polarization. I don't understand the mentality. Because I, I don't, my, I don't operate like that. Like, I'm not going to vote. I'm not, if, I'm not going to vote Democrat simply because. I'm not going to do that. If, if you a pedophile out here, fucking little girls. And like, Roy Moore, <laughs> Roy Moore is so. What if. Because I think I think this is how Republicans look at it. What if Doug Jones had did some horrible shit in his past, like burned down a black church? But, but did he? What I'm saying is, <laughs> I'm saying, what if the decision for you was two repugnant decisions? Because from Dave Vantage, well, like, would you just somebody. not vote? I'd have wrote in somebody else. I would have found somebody else and and wrote them in. Well, I think the Republican Party could have done better if the Republican, if the RNC would have found somebody to rally behind in Alabama that's a Republican and had a lot of Republicans write him in. Well, they had. Uh, how did Roy Moore went over Strange? Because there was between the two of them. Because Strange was a well, one because Trump. Well, no, Trump, Trump endorsed was Strange, behind Strange because uh, because they fell for that rhetoric. They fell for that rhetoric of Donald Trump saying we're going to drain the swamp. And Roy Moore's campaign painted Luther Strange as a swamp Republican. And they painted Roy Moore as somebody who is going to fight for life. because, And they're going to fight for straight or, or, or family values because of the LGBT shit. They was looking at it like he lost his job in order to fight for the shit we believe in. And they, they started following behind him because of that shit. And you know how ass backwards that fucking is? This motherfucker who don't believe in the Constitution, who is supposed to be supporting the party of the Constitution, is sitting here supporting him because he didn't follow the Constitution just because it 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 was supporting some shit that you believe. That's another thing, traditional family values. Like, these folks go home and beat the fuck out of their wives, but they had a right to do that because it's a man and a woman. Like, it just, I do not, un- I've lived in Alabama my whole life. I've been in the Bible Belt my whole life, and I've never understood the way that people pick and choose the shit they want to get upset about, or they pick and choose the things that matter. And my thing, again, which is why I just cannot fuck with Christianity, like, either all of this stuff is right, all of this stuff that the Bible says you're not supposed to do, you don't need to do, or none of it. But you don't get to pick and choose the shit that don't apply to you and decide that that's what you're going to fuck with. Like, well, I can't get behind that. Well, How I think, am I supposed to re- or fo- want to follow you, your hypocritical ass? Well, I think in Alabama, we just have a lot of one-issue voters. And Republicans, it's only a few Republicans that really, truly give a fuck about the shit that the people that we walk around in the grocery store in Alabama mm-hmm. with care about. But they're smart enough to know how to play fucking puppeteer with all of these my, people down here to my, have them continue to vote against so their own interests. Why are they so stupid? But my, I guess I know all of that. I, my, my issue is, why are these people so fucking stupid? Why mean? are they allowing themselves to be puppeteered and allow, allowing themselves to be uh, distracted by this one issue voting shit. Red, you're stupid. Let's not let our intelligence that we have, that, let's not take it for granted. <laughs> we are smart, relatively speaking. It's a lot of shit I'm dumb in. I misspeak a lot. I don't use the right <laughs> words. But you know what? To me, smart and intelligence just means adaptability. You know, I can adapt to shit. 
but we have a lot of people in this world that can't adapt to different ways of thinking they can't adapt to different ways of living and we live in fucking alabama i know. I, I drive by cotton fields to go to some of my clients <laughs> houses I think of slavery when I think of that shit. They yeah. think of their granddaddy business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that. We got people out here that ain't interested in being better. Ain't interested in being different. I got clients right now that I know don't give a fuck about their kids getting to school and their kids in elementary school. They don't give a fuck because you know what? They just think that they daughter going to graduate school and ain't going to use none of that shit in school ever. They just going to have, they going to get a job. Like they got a job and they're going to work that job and they're going to help her help their mama and help their grandmama until they die. And, and that's not the case. It's just sad. But that like, that's what we got around here. We got a whole bunch of lemmings. It's so sad. And if you don't know what a lemming is, it's a little motherfucker that would do the same thing that the other motherfucker do in front of them. Even if they walk off a fucking cliff, <laughs> they all going off the fucking cliff. It's a game called lemmings uh, that represents that shit. Yeah. That's how they are, and they can be manipulated because their IQs are low. You talking about Alabama, man? The county I work in is a lot of incest. You know, that's an even lower representation of IQ. Ugh. Like it's a lot of issues that that goes on in those communities that are exploited by the Republican Party because they are the puppet masters. They Geppetto out here. This shit is ridiculous. Pinocchio, big nose. Don't understand. Well, I, you know, I went and I voted regardless of the fact. I, I was sure that Roy Moore was going to win because of people like that. Because I know that that's the mentality around here and in the Bible Belt in general. And so I voted in spite of that because, and I think I've said this before, I vote not because, and I mean, this is sad, but I, I don't vote because I feel like my, my voice matters. I vote because too many people die for me to have the right to do it. And it's not like it hurts me to do it. It's not like it's this big ass inconvenience for me to go down to this little white church. Cause that's why I had to vote with a bunch of little white people looking at me. Like I was crazy. It doesn't hurt me to go and bubble in that shit and put it in a machine. It doesn't. So I do it not because I feel like it's going to make a difference though, because I was sure that Roy Moore was going to win. And the fact it, it was so close, like he almost did. I was very surprised that when the outcome was Doug Jones, I really was. And I voted again, not because I felt like that shit was going to matter at this point, especially after the presidential election. I'm just like, I'm going to do it because I feel like it's my duty to, to respect the, the people that came before me. But outside of that, eh. <laughs> I don't know that it matters. Um, so I voted in spite of and a, a lot of black women, 98%. To be exact, went out and voted. I think 96% of men, black men, 92% of black men voted for um, Mr. Jones. Um, So I'm glad, I mean, you know, I'm glad. Rob Moore wouldn't even concede. But he he was like, the the count, the final counts are. (laughs) That goes into a different dialogue of this. So it's a guy on my friends list that is a lawyer in Birmingham and let me tell you what one of the statements that he said in this now he supported Doug Jones during this 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 election Mm -hmm. but Doug Jones campaign represents a big issue with the Democratic Party especially in state elections until he found out that he needed the black vote to win against Roy Moore 
he did not do any campaigning towards the black people. And then he did it non the fuck stop after he figured that shit out. Cause I got so many flyers in my mailbox and so many motherfucking phone calls and text messages and shit. Like, goddamn, Jones, I know. Like, get off my tit. Now, I'm going to read a couple of statements from or paragraphs from what he's saying uh, from his uh, situation. And I feel this way exactly. The Democratic Party has a responsibility to have blacks in positions to make decisions in reference to policy and direction of the party. Don't continue to be the organization mostly run by white men who have limited interest in what blacks have, except a vote when it's needed. We are a loyal voting block and must be in positions of leadership and influence within the party. Not one or two positions, but many. We are loyal, loyal to the Democratic Party and they need to be loyal to us. The Jones campaign ignored many highly qualified minority-owned political consulting firms. Hence, the whack flyers such as the black man with tooted-up lips that could have easily derailed his election. <laughs> These highly qualified vendors have a track record of providing excellent levels of service and content that wins campaigns but were ignored. Many of those firms would have vetoed bad communication such as this. However, white-owned firms get a large majority of the business money and their messaging often totally sucks. So, when the people called me because so when she said they wouldn't stop they were calling uh -huh, they were texting uh -huh. i got a robo call from a uh, president obama yep. i got a robo call from somebody named richard <laughs> i got a robo call <laughs> from doug jones wife now doug jones didn't know about two of the robo he didn't know about the obama robo call mm -hmm. so i think that a lot of his campaign were being run by people without his say so mm -hmm. so he probably had nothing to do with that flyer he probably had nothing to do with the actual tactics to reach out to the african-american community it was too much like it was annoying like, but god damn to one of them i said she said do you have doug jones support and i said doug jones has my vote she said, okay, well, now that you're supporting Doug Jones, we would like to, you know, ask you to come out and volunteer. I said, he has my vote, but he does not have my support because he has not had a plan or shown anything that he would do for the African-American community or a message that speaks positively to the conditions that the African-American community in Alabama is facing. He has said nothing regarding that. He has hinged upon his prosecution of racial terrorists in the past, but I don't know what he's gonna do. And support for a Democrat in Alabama is the difference between keeping that seat long-term and that being the only stint that you have in the Senate. Mm -hmm. He is not automatically going to get that next year. If a sensible Republican come out, yeah. he's going to lose that seat. Yep. And so what, uh, his name is uh, Eric Guster. What he is suggesting is that he gonna be a Republican by the end of this. He said that he either gotta be a very, very moderate Democrat and, and cater to the white Trump base in order to keep that seat, mm -hmm. which, like I said, goes back to that partisan way of politics. He's got to change what his platform is in order to cater to people that will keep him elected, or he got to become a Republican. Yep. And Eric said, if he becomes a Republican, um, if he don't become a Republican, he'll donate five hundred dollars to Alabama A and M. He said, if he if he uh, if he don't become a Republican. No. Uh, well, if he do become a Republican, yeah. then everybody on his post, like in his status, he asked them to donate $20 to Alabama State. So I'm going to keep an eye on what he's about to do. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder how that's going to affect Governor Ivy because she wasn't even support. She was even ready to support Doug um, Roy Moore over Doug Jones. So, but Senator Shelby, mm -hmm. Senator Shelby wouldn't. Nope. You know, so. It's going to be interesting to see what this look like, but Republicans, one, Republicans right now in Alabama need to gear up to find a great 
valid replacement who they can go look through his life and see who done who you done fucked okay <laughs> number one have you fucked any kids okay let's let's get that out of the way what have you shown any kids okay okay you didn't fuck no kids that we know of but did you touch them inappropriately did you strip down to your drawers with some like we need to know those things that's Ooh, what the republican Lord, party need to be doing creep, man. what the democratic party need to be doing is cultivating a relationship with the black community mm -hmm. they need that 97 percent, and they need that 92 percent of the black community 98. but huh 98 percent <laughs> of the of the black women and 92 percent of the black men but it's still not gonna be enough because of all of those fifty thousand. i have many write-ins mm -hmm vote for that republican yeah. or if the black people that voted rep against roy moore that would have voted republican mm -hmm. that you know you got to have that you got to have like a relationship with some of these communities have to be cultivated yep so damn that was a long fucking dialogue about that bullshit it was I mean, what you got well so i just want to mention that roy moore's campaign manager is an idiot if y'all have not seen this clip uh from cnn with uh jake tapper questioning roy moore's campaign manager so apparently roy moore said that a muslim uh should never be able to hold an office and and jake tapper was like well why is that and his manager was like well because when you when you get sworn in um and, and you take office uh you you have to swear on the bible and uh, Roy Moore maintains that uh, a Muslim would not be able ethically uh, to swear on the Bible. <laughs> so Jake Tapper was like, uh, I don't know if you know this, but you can literally swear on anything. It does not have to be a Christian Bible. That you could do a Quran. There's been somebody that uh, swore on the Constitution. You can literally swear on anything. And he was like, no, Jake, I, I've been in here two, three three terms, and I swore on the Bible. He said, I'm sure you did, because uh, that's what you chose. <laughs> but you, you don't have to swear on the Bible. It looked like there was some kind of a pause in the transmission, because he was just sitting there with his mouth open, blinking. He wasn't moving at all, <laughs> to the point where Jake Tapper had to be like, uh, you, you didn't know that? And he was still sitting there. Jake was going to move on. He was like, well, he was like, all I know is when President Trump got, uh, we put him in office, he swore on the Bible. And Jake was like, that, because that's what he chose. <laughs> and then he just cut out. But this shit. Swearing so on a real lobster meat, you got dang. Fucking funny. Like. Swearing on my cell phone. <laughs> he got Bible apps on it. I ain't got nothing downloaded, but they on here. It was, like here's the thing the the issue is not most people i didn't know that most people did not know that but it it wasn't i didn't have to know it but if you're gonna go on cnn and say this is why a muslim can't be you need to make sure that that's the fucking case don't just go spouting bullshit you don't know like that's something he should have known because of the argument that he was making does the average uh, uh, average american know that no they know it now <laughs> did the average american know that no but we didn't have to know that if you're gonna make an argument you need to make sure that your argument holds water and otherwise you're just gonna look stupid like he did and the fact that he had his mouth hanging on y'all have to go look at the video like i'm not even exaggerating he literally had his mouth wide open and he was just blinking like an idiot and and like you could see the wheels turning on him trying to like 
figure out a way to get out of it but you didn't dug yourself so fucking deep at this point ain't no getting out this hole ain't no getting out this hole i watched that thing like 10 times because it was just so fucking funny to me that he <laughs> got schooled so beautifully and jake tapper like <laughs> jake tapper's good yes he is i like chris cuomo better chris cuomo better cuomo it was funny. If y'all haven't seen it, go look this shit. All you gotta do is type in Jake Tapper. That's gonna be the first thing that pop up because it was everywhere. Because <laughs> it was so fucking funny. He just looked so confused, poor thing. I like CNN anchors. Mm-hmm. I even like Don Lemon better now. People do. Like, yeah, he's likable. Did he? I don't want to be putting out. <laughs> Didn't he come out? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think people like him better since maybe because he once he 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 living his truth. He talks about I mean he talk about sexual abuse, his sexual abuse on the show. Maybe he's happy. He be like, I don't know if anybody you know heard me say this before, but I said it on the show before that I was sexually abused when I was a kid. Blah 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 blah. Maybe blah. he's just happier since he's living his truth and it's allowed him to be better. At- his job he might be but he be challenging them folks in there though now well jake tapper does that a lot uh he did it a lot that was the most memorable part because of the deer in the headlights look but he called him out on a lot of other bullshit that roy moore has said that don't make no sense that he couldn't back up bro these anchors are mad <laughs> these anchors are not happy with polit the political structuring nope. of the Republican Party mm-hmm. in terms of challenging all of these organizations. They're challenging all of media, but mostly just the left-leaning media. Yep. They're challenging... Oh, what else was I going to say? They're challenging the media. Black folks. They're challenging black folks. Damn. I forgot what else I was going to say. But Trump, I mean, they're oh the uh, our uh, intelligence agencies. Oh yeah, they're challenging all of them. But it's only when things are said that they don't like that it's challenged. Oh, yeah, and of now course. all of the because I think all the political commentators that get on these shows, I think they go to the White House and Donald Trump them say this is what happened because they they told the black commentators and black Republicans to take their gloves off regarding Omarosa. Why would you tell the black Republicans that? You know that like that's the report that came out that they told him like like they they just because using black people like that, the goddamn and pe- the black people i don't feel sorry for the people they're using though because if you had any sense you know that you're just being used to say the shit they can't say you're being used to say the shit you're not gonna get as much heat for saying because you're black that's the only fucking reason why you're being handed the shit that you are is because they are using you so that they could like not have to deal with the backlash of them saying this bullshit so I, you know, that whole... I don't blame them, though. They just in the sunken place. They really in the sunken place. Like, deep in it. <laughs> deep in it. Um, Did you see the... um? So, during... When they, when they were waiting for the outcome of, of the vote, um, <laughs> one of Roy Moore's, like, pals was telling a story about when they were in the military... Did you did you hear this no. story? Okay, so he was telling a story about when they they were over in an Asian. I don't know if it was China, Japan, Korea, maybe. And uh, so they, they some people were gonna take them out, right? It, it was their last night in town. They were gonna you mean take like, them out, kill them. No, take them out for like to party. Oh, and have okay. Fun. So they took them out, and they ended up at this club where young Korean girls were prostituting. 
And so the story was the the end of the guy was like, and and I'll tell you this, Roy Moore uh, said, you know, this isn't right. I, I'm not comfortable with this, and I'm leaving. So I guess that story was supposed to show that, oh, of course Roy Moore wasn't fucking with little 14-year-old white girls because he was turning down 14-year-old Korean girls. So of course he ain't messing with these little white girls at all. Um, and it was such an awkward story. This is his old, he's an older, he because of course they were they served together. So he about the same age as Roy Moore with these little dorky glasses on telling a story about Korean prostitutes in defense. <laughs> that moment when your racism is higher than your pedophilia <laughs> cause that's my thing it's like of course they were Korean girls like he they like brown white people girls, bro exactly. that's why you know he pure race and shit exactly. he white, white supremacy uh, come now, on if he had went into a club with little white girls being sold it might have been a different story but this does not help <laughs> your case sir um, and then you had his wife saying well fake news Fake news would have you think that that we're racist. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is not true. Uh, one of our lawyers is a Jew. <laughs> Which, if y'all didn't know, is a politically incorrect and yep. offensive way to refer to Jewish it's people. It's a slur. Yes. You don't call them Jews. You call them Jewish. She could have said we have a Jewish lawyer. But a Jew. And then, like, let me just say well, this. Not, let me add to that before you say that. Not only that, but... Alabama lawyers were reached out to to try to find who in the world this lawyer was. <laughs> Nobody can find him. Damn. Nobody knows who this lawyer is. <laughs> he don't exist. They could have said his name, but the a fact Jew. that they yep. umbrella that shit by yep. just a random term. I living in Alabama, um, and I know this is terrible, but it's how I feel. Anytime I hear somebody that sounds like Roy Moore and his wife that have that deep Southern accent, I try to avoid them because I automatically assume they racist as fuck. Like that accent grates my fucking nerves. I can't stand that shit. And so it's already a slur to call somebody a Jew. But when you say it with that deep Southern accent, it just has so much more like fucked upness about it. Like I hate that fucking accent. Anytime I meet somebody that talk like that, I just go, like, okay. Mm -mm. Like I could be friend, and I know that's terrible, but cause not, I mean, I, I'm, stereotyping but i can't i it it that 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 accent just does something to me i didn't read the article but the onion you know the onion be having them the satirical pieces yeah they be yeah. having them tags but it says <laughs> <laughs> my roommate is playing a game and he just what screamed all kind of crazy oh my god but the the um the article title is Roy Moore retired from politics to spend more quality time with someone's kid. <laughs> that shit was hilarious to me when I read it. I didn't read the article, but the onion, the onion like they be, be throwing some it. funny ass shit yeah, out there. Yeah, they, they be on it. They funny as fuck. Uh, yeah, I just that I can't take that accent. So that whole thing, her whole little speech, she said some other stuff, but the thing that still st and like the fact that you think it's okay, like she said a Jew so hard and so confidently because she really doesn't know that that's offensive as fuck and that that's not helping your argument what that's like saying i'm not a racist i got a black friend okay is your black friend amorosa because that shit don't count yeah it, it makes a difference it makes a difference what kind of black friend you that, got. that don't matter you saying that the fact because i never say that i never say i got a white friend <laughs> like 
I don't ever do that. And if somebody called me racist, my my go-to would not be, well, I have a white friend. I'm not going to do that. Oh, you shit. I treat everybody the same. So fuck you. That's That would be my response. But it ain't going to be like, well, I, I got a white friend and I work with white people. Okay. <laughs> that don't mean shit. Yeah, we don't have no choice for real. No, we really don't. Like we we got to work with white people. Yeah. Now, white people can choose not to work with us they or choose. at least to work with us as minimal, minimally as possible. Well, you know what? Uh, surprisingly, the job that I have now, the place that I work, white people are the minority. <laughs> There's like two white people that work in the whole building. So I don't, and most of the clients, obviously, because we we cater to people that don't have insurance are black folks. So on an average day, like if my suit, well, no, my, my coworker that I went to Six Flags with me, um, I talk to her every day, but I, uh, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't talk to none of the black folks every day at work, which is an anomaly. That's not the average Amer- uh, black African-Americans um, experience, but that's my experience right now. This is the first place I've ever worked where it was mostly black people. Never happened before this job. They're the minorities. And you can tell because my supervisor loves to say shit like, girlfriend, I'm like, bitch, sit down. Don't do that. <laughs> it's unnecessary. But you might do it at home. We though. don't even say that shit no more. Like, why do they do that? When you're trying to be down, they like pull old shit out and say, I want to be down. Oh my God. I want to be down with you. And they, that's how I, they be. I wish they had never taught her shade. She said shade all, too much. Just are, is that some shade? Are you are you throwing a little shade my way? I wish somebody whoever taught her that shit. Fuck you, cause she used it. All, and it's always so awkward, and you just be like, <laughs> you don't know what to say. Like to if it. I was throwing shade at you, I just pushed the whole tree down on your know. ass. Somebody need to push. Oh, the, the whole air down. conditioner, goddamn so crazy ass. Okay. Russell Simmons, you do know about these allegations that come out against Russell Simmons, right? I know about the first set, and I know about this second set where he's decided he's going to take a lie detector test. Yeah, so Russell Simmons is like, I ain't having it. All these allegations coming up against me. But you stepped down, bro. The, you know, I think he was just doing what he considered to be the right thing to do. I don't think he thinks that it had anything to do with, you know, guilt or innocence i think that he was doing something to make his company look better public perception is what matters and so even if he didn't feel like that's like that's that's like me avoiding some shit out of the blue that i just got i don't know like obviously it's gonna have people are gonna look at it as a a a plea of guilty because you stepped down Well, because he all likely these, all he, these other people that have been accused, well, Harvey Weinstein has stepped down from shit. Now people are yeah, forcing him because they they put his ass out. Yeah. which would happen with Russell Simmons were he to not choose to step down. I guess so. Like it's other people that's being represented. Like yeah. I don't know if he owned more, the higher position, but it's ways that they could get him out of the yeah. business if they have some kind of clause on there that say he could. But I mean, I think he did the shit. I, I mean, he's a man in power. Mm-hmm. Men in power been doing this shit for fucking ever. And he's just the asshole in general. Like, y'all ever, like, seen him interact? Like, I, I don't know if you watched um, Rev Run's show, but when he was on no. there, like, he an asshole. He, he's he one of them people that you can't tell nothing to because he think he know every fucking thing. He one of them people. But that ain't even my primary beef with Russell Simmons. My primary beef with Russell Simmons is that 
he put hashtag not me up. And as much as he's, and if you didn't know, hashtag me too has been trending, referencing women who have, who have been impacted by some kind of sexual abuse. And you know what? The women that you see posting Me Too ain't even a representation of all the women who have gone through shit that ain't even willing to say it and put it out there. Not me but, is the equivalent of All Lives Matter. No, no, it's not. You don't think so? No, because at least in All Lives Matter, it gives you the illusion that you care about every fucking body. <laughs> we you, know that wasn't the case. What I mean by that is that it's the detract to distract from the actual point or the actual I feel movement. like... I feel like in order for hashtag Black Lives Matter for the not me to be similar to it, the all lives matter would have had to be Black Lives Ain't Shit. <laughs> because what now all lives matter implicitly undercut mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter. But not me directly attacks women who are, are putting allegations up, up against him. Well, he and not saying, only that, but it's gonna embolden other men. To do the same shit mm-hmm. for things that you can't even prove now. Yep. You can't even prove it. Mm-mm. And his team got ahead because he he's taking a lot of tech to test. And you know what the problem with a lot of tech to test is in this situation? Is that powerful men that do this shit don't actually believe that they're doing shit wrong. Yeah. So the test is gonna come out. Yeah, they're going yeah. to pass a fucking test. They mm-hmm. believe that from their vantage point that the woman wanted it and that they were invited in to do it, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what questions they asked him on that test. They should ask him, did that woman ask you to take, did that woman ask you to take her home, but you chose to take her to your apartment regardless anyway? That's the question they need to ask because that's what happened with one of them. But his little legal team, which is a couple of black dudes, got out there saying that, well, against his legal counsel, he decided to do this because there are a lot of inconsistencies in this story where they're not telling the whole And I'm like, Y'all really finna get up here and invalidate all of these women's mm-hmm. stories. And it's just, it's just really, it's really just pissing me off that once, you know, I somebody on ESPN was like, look, you throw a stick on the ground, you know what I'm saying? You can move, it ain't no problems. But once you start putting a stick on top of another stick, on top of another stick, on top of another stick, and you try to move one, all of them going, like, at a point when you get all these different women putting allegations on you, mm-hmm. like, at a certain point, that shit means something. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, it means that some of this shit got to be true. Or your perception about how you interact with women is consistently bad. Even if you don't believe that anything you're doing is wrong, you're putting yourself in situations where multiple women will come out and say that this shit. And you know what? These women don't have shit to gain. Most of these women don't have shit to gain. Maybe a book, maybe a book at some point. Yeah. But at this point, these women coming out, they ain't seeking shit. I I mean, I mean, clearly there is always room for like interviews and all this shit, but ain't nobody that Roy Moore done, done, done came out about Roy Moore done took no money mm-hmm. or done said no shit. The people who are impacted by Harvey Weinstein, they held this shit in until their careers was pretty damn solid. Yep. You know, before they said shit and that's the power dynamic. You know, and all these women with Russell saying, like, what can they get out of this shit? You can't prove that it happened or not. It would be di- different if they was paying, if he was paying them to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. You know, because it was legally possible to go after somebody for that shit. But so Russell Simmons, I've 
I don't really care about him enough to say, you know, fuck him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't give a fuck about him. But I feel like I, I never cared about him anyway. So I feel like a fuck you for me ain't really a big representation. <laughs> like somebody powerful and big or somebody that's been a fan of him for the long term would have to say, you know, Russell Simmons can kiss my ass for it to mean more than what it mean coming from me because I ain't never gave a fuck about him. He look weird. <laughs> look like a creep. He does. I don't trust people that don't let their facial hair grow nowhere. <laughs> like if you shave all your facial hair off all the time, I need to know why. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do your beard grow? You feel me? Like, do you ever let your beard out there or mustache out there? If you bald face, bald face it every time I see you on purpose and you shiny, I don't trust you. I just don't. I can't. <laughs> Creepy. I feel like you're trying to keep people from being able to grab them halves off your face and have some DNA going in. <laughs> he bald headed too. You're trying to make sure ain't no halves coming off on nobody. His whole body probably baby smooth. And he could pay for it. Oh, that's gross. Forensic countermeasures, people take them. That's bullshit. Uh, Cardi B bought offset a car. Let me just say this about this new money. And in the video uh, that they took showing this shit, Offset got on three fucking watches at the same time. Now, listen, if I became a millionaire tomorrow, I would probably buy some of the things that I had always wanted. Absolutely. But this type of shit is just that hood shit. Like, I don't understand this. Like, you know how fleeting music can be? Like, people could just stop fucking with you in any way. You went and bought this nigga who you're not married to yet. Yeah, y'all are engaged, but y'all got engaged after like three months of dating or some shit. And now you done went and bought him a car. And then she got mad when somebody said she was leasing it. She was like, I bought it. I paid money. Okay, so that makes you even stupider. Because uh, now that you definitely not going to get this fucking car back. And it's just money down the drain. I don't understand that. Like, And then him, him wearing these three watches, like really? You, you, it's not enough for you to own the three watches. I need people to know that I have these three diamond out watches. So I'm going to wear all three of these hoes at the same time. Even though it don't make no fucking sense at all. I'm going to wear all three of these watches. Like, you just look stupid. This is what you do when you get some money. That's that new money. You know what? It's a, it was a Rolls Royce. Rolls which Royce. runs about two to three hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And the watch looked like it was about $25,000. He has three of them on. A Wraith watch. She bought him all three? She bought him one, but then he, she didn't buy him a watch. She had bought the watch for like some other, something else, anniversary, something. Where did her money come from? Well, here's that. The, does the fucking TV show she was on and the single that she let out, that give you enough money to pay $300,000 for, for shit? I don't know about the show. But I don't know how it works when you get signed and like the advances that they give you. I don't know how much of an advance that you get. You know, Cardi B could legitimately just go all around the country going to clubs mm-hmm. and doing walkthroughs for yeah. five to ten thousand dollars a pop. Mm-hmm. Like Welvin the Great, which oh, yeah. was that, you know, intellectually disabled individual. Was he the D's nuts? Yeah. yeah, got him like doing yeah. them little things like that. 
him, uh, Lil Terrio, yep. they were doing $5,000 walkthroughs at clubs mm -hmm. just because they would bring people to the club that wouldn't normally be there. But again, so here's my problem with spending money like this, even with the club appearances. The club appearances, you're only going to get that amount of money for as hot as you are. That shit is going to run its course at some point. You didn't spend all of this money. What you gonna do when the money run, when it when when your fame run down? Cause it happens. Cardi B is not Beyonce. <laughs> Offset is not Jay Z. Like I just don't see them having longevity like that. Maybe they will, but I'm not gonna operate under the assumption that I am. Like if you're willing to drop three hundred thousand dollars on a Rolls Royce for a nigga that you ain't even married to yet after you done bought him this expensive ass watch he obviously just spent it throwing his money down the drain the well because this nigga buy, he, she only bought him one of them watches other two watches his he just decided to wear them so that you know he got all of these watches that's the only reason that you would wear three watches at once it's for show because well, there's mean, no fucking other reason well, why look if they get married shit. have they got married yet? no they have not if they get married then she'll be alright Unless they sign prenups because he got loot. If, like, he got money money. If they get married. The Migos even, got money money. I don't even know that that's going to happen, to be honest with you. I don't. I'll be surprised I if hope they actually do. fucking get married. I hope get they get married. married. I hope they get married, and I don't want to hope that it don't work out. But I don't think it's going to work out, and I think she's going to bust the windows on the Rolls Royce that she bought <laughs> because she crazy. She and she's not going to be able to control that nope. shit. And because he made that bad decision... She gonna take half of his shit. I like Cardi B for some reason. I don't. Okay. I mean, I don't. She. I'm not a fan. She. I mean, let me. me not say I'm a fan. I ain't no fucking fan. Don't get me wrong. But it's a certain level of people that are intriguing enough for me to watch their interviews and shit like that. She's so. I hate how she talked too. She. I don't know. She, her tongue too big. Yeah. That's the problem. She talked like her tongue is too fucking big because it is too big. And then she got an accent like. Well, is she Dominican or some shit? Yeah, I think so. Like, her tongue is too big, and she she's Dominican, so the way that she's trying to roll her words and shit like that is it's fucking up. I just wish that when black folks got money, they they would act like they got some sense and not do bullshit like this. That's all. Like, she's just a very small portion of black people. With money? That's in the, the like, get, other than, like, like I'm saying I don't saying think entertainers use, count. If you really want to see how black I'm people spend their money, you go to the NFL or the NBA. But that's Like, what, but it that's, ain't nothing but a few Allen Iversons in, I know. The, in the NBA. But what I'm saying is, you don't, uh, you also don't see, you see Cardi B offset. You see the entertainers more. And so, kids, people that, that are watching this see that more, too. I would just like for them to be a little bit smarter with their money than buying niggas Rolls Royces. That's just not that. That's what's hot in these streets. Let me tell you something. I would think twice about buying my husband a Rolls Royce, and I would already be married to that nigga. I'm definitely not finna buy no nigga that I'm just with a Rolls Royce. I don't give a fuck if we are engaged, because guess what? Engagements fail. <laughs> People break up. Like I'm not. That's crazy. Well, I don't. Why would I do that? Well, what I would hope is that when I have kids and whatever new age wave of ass rappers is out when I have kids, <laughs> I'm going to want them to understand that those are, those people are not representations of where you should get your life and financial advice from. Yeah. So looking at them doing whatever they do ain't 
ain't realistic. It's not what you. It's a very, very small portion of the people who get that kind of money and can do whatever they want with it. And, you know, the people who are in those environments have come from an idea that rap is about the glamour and the uh, overspending and the jewels and all that. Like a big part of this new generation, I think that is a part of what they believe it rap is. is that's because, why that nigga got on three watches. But that's also <laughs> that's also why when you talk to Lil Yachty or you talk to Lil Uzi Vert or you talk to any of these new age rappers, they don't understand the foundation of hip hop. So what they've extracted from it is that shit, is the money part, is the fame part, is the you know, let's just get turnt part, which so is conflicting with like hip hop heads as it pertains to that shit. It's so, and I'm not saying they can't make good music or catchy shit or shit that you want to listen to. Catchy is the what I would call it, but well, and I mean, subjective. I'm not saying that they're not like Jay Z. Um, uh, story of OJ. Um, uh, he he did the same shit like bought shit, but as he got older, he realized that he threw a lot of his money away. Now. Uh, with jay-z though jay-z has had the longevity where he's been able to like bounce back you know he he spent stupidly but he made enough money after spending stupidly where he was at where he didn't make big investments where he is gonna be making money regardless of whether or not he make any more albums because of where he's invested his money into he got smarter as he got older i just wish people would get there a lot faster because everybody entertainment is fleeting you're not gonna have the longevity sometimes to like figure that shit out and not waste all your money and before you're not hot no more like jay-z is an anomaly i don't think everybody gets that kind of longevity where they still gonna be popping like that you know 30 years later or whatever the fuck i ain't never really liked jay-z like that but well even if you don't like his him, albums can. i can still get some messages from him Opposed this shit that the Migos got. I can't even understand what yeah, they fucking I saying. I, it, I, I ain't finna go to goddamn hip hop genius, <laughs> rap to, genius, rap yeah. genius to find out what in the fuck they saying. I'm I'm not doing that shit. I just I just rather not listen to. I it. don't. I just and I and again, you know, I'm not shitting on Migos. Good for them. I their music wasn't made for me. That's how I look. This this is for the younger generation. I can't stand it. I hate it. It annoys me. So I just don't listen to it. You know, they make their money good. Same way with Cardi B. I feel like Cardi B, I don't know that she going to have longevity with this shit. <laughs> I don't know how much higher she going to go than Bodak Yellow. I know she on motorsport with Nicki and whatever and people talking about that verse. But I, I just don't know how much longevity she's going to have. I just wish the money that they had, they would make better decisions with. Like, Because I feel like even, and maybe because I, you know, I just grew up in a different era in time but a 25 year old red could have got uh, become a millionaire i'm not finna go out buying jewels and shit i don't even want jewelry now like that's not something that i would do with my money i don't think it's something that i would have ever done with my money like at all like even even when i was in my 20s because cardi b is like 26 she's not that old even at that age I, <laughs> i'm not buying no nigga no rolls royce <laughs> it's crazy it's for show. It's just for show. So that they could put up an Instagram video of them sitting in this Rolls Royce that she bought him with him with these three fucking watches on. I don't know why the watch thing bothered me so much, but I was just like, nigga, really? If you if you had unlimited funds. No. You I, wouldn't buy a nigga no. Honda Civic. I ain't finna buy a nigga no car. You need to already have a car. I'm not buying you the dude that I'm dating. No. What I'm if you if you're even if we're engaged, I'm gonna fuck. 
I don't care. It ain't about my money. <laughs> it's about your place in my life. Well, what I'm I saying don't care is, what I'm capable listen, of doing. I'm, I, what I'm saying is, so depending on how you feel about that person, you're going to buy them something different day one than day 30 if you had unlimited money. No. <laughs> you would. I would not. You fucking would. I would not. A car or not a car, Royce? Not a car or a Rolls Royce, but if you would normally buy a dude a video game with unlimited sources, maybe you buy him a game and a system that he don't have. Yes. I'm just saying the... It depends on your but financial never, level. Even with I could I could have the, the highest financial level ever. What I'm saying is it would never be a car. What it I'm would never be anything that big. Ever. <laughs> ever. It would never be that big. It would be something bigger than what I'm capable of doing now. It wouldn't be car big. You never buy so no. you never buy like your husband a car for a surprise or something that over a car he wanted that you knew he wasn't gonna buy for himself and you had the money to do so. Or let's say it wasn't a car. Let's say it was just like like he loved tools and shit and there's a like three thousand dollar tool set opposed to the hundred dollar ones you see like if you had the money you wouldn't upgrade that thing that that person loves because you value them i'm not saying it has to be a car i'm saying that there is something that there you is. would upgrade yes. for the people that you love i'm not saying that I you wouldn't. wouldn't if you weren't financially capable what of doing it i'm saying that. is it would never be the the upgrade to a car it would never be that amount of money especially not to somebody that i wasn't married to now my husband after we've been married for a while and i feel like this is solid and stable maybe i would buy him a car but we're not even talking about a husband we're talking about somebody that i dated for like six months and got engaged to and have not yet married but you're not you're you also have a rational logical <laughs> and adult lens that you're looking through opposed to the illogical <laughs> irrational childlike view that people like cardi b and offset have this about relationships crazy. because when they get married the same exact shit gonna go on in their relationship like they don't first off it, it's not been long enough it ain't possible that they know enough about each no. other with the tours that they going on. It ain't possible that they spent enough time to actually get to know each other, to get engaged. Now, yeah. not only that, she's called herself a crazy bitch several times. Yes. I don't even want to say several, you know, plenty of times. She's referenced <laughs> herself as a crazy bitch. Yes. And she's talked about how a relationship, she said it in her damn song. What, what did she say? What was the line? I, don't know. I can't remember the fucking line. <laughs> she in implicated that your ass is out. Your ass will be out the door real quick, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Like in her song. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a, they're looking at that shit through a lens that you wouldn't possibly look at a no. lens through. But what I'm saying, what you're saying is, you know, you wouldn't upgrade yourself to somebody this high. But if you were illogical, irrational, and childlike, you probably would. But you being logical, rational, and childlike <laughs> don't mean you wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't do it to that degree. You know, if you had unlimited money, if I had unlimited money, I wouldn't buy cheap ass fucking makeup for somebody just because well, yeah. when I was broke, that's what I would buy. No, I'm not. I, but I, what I'm saying is just because you have unlimited money don't mean you have to spend it stupidly either. Just because you have unlimited money don't mean that you have to go and buy the most expensive thing. Do, would you get them something nice? Yes. Would it be something nicer than what I would have been able to get them with my without money? Yes. But I'm not going to have a mindset where well, I got the money. Why not just fucking spend it? I'm not going to do that. Like, that would not be my mindset. And maybe it's because I've been broke for so long that if I got money, 
I'm gonna keep money. Like I'm gonna, I want to keep this lifestyle that I got. And part of keeping this lifestyle that I got for me is not spending my money on bullshit like a Rolls Royce for a nigga I've known for eight months. I'm not. Gonna, that's crazy. That doesn't make it. Do I have unlimited money and can I do it? Sure. Does it mean that I need to? Does it mean that it's smart to? Nope. And I'm not gonna do it. Like how much money I have don't have shit to do with you and what you get out of me. I don't, I'm not, and I'm not gonna buy gifts based on the fact that I just, I can, so I'm gonna. Mm-mm. Now, of course, yes, it ain't gonna be cheap, but it ain't gonna be a Rolls Royce. Well, and I don't even look at gifting in terms of what the person want or what they can get out of me. I, I gift people what I want them to have well, I, most of the time when I gift. So I'm, I'm if I were to, <laughs> like I'm saying, like I'm not going to go broke to gift somebody something fantastic because it's fucking fantastic and I don't want to give you cheap shit. But at the point that that becomes something that I can afford and that money becomes expendable can enough. can she afford it? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I guess I was going into the greater philosophy because the way that you were making it sound like is that you would never buy a car for a man. That's, that's kind of what I was getting from you. But if the case is that if you were married yes. and it was financially possible yes. and you wanted to do that, that yes. you would, yes. that represents a different dialogue than what it sounded like yes. you were saying at first. No, I wasn't saying, what I, I <laughs> we would have, and it, that would be like a, that would be like a 10, 15 year marriage gift. Like it, it, even like, it wouldn't be a year anniversary gift. Rolls Royce, like we ain't, <laughs> I'm not even still fucking sure about <laughs> shit at, at a year, nah. So for me, like, it, the 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 price of the gift and and the, the the gloriousness of the gift will get grander as time goes on. But like, if I was a Cardi B, if I if I if I got money right now based on my ability to make music that people enjoy, I just think that it is very stupid and foolish for her to drop three hundred. If she did in fact pay cash like she said that she did. It is foolish in the very beginning of your career, literally the beginning of your career to be buying $300,000 cars for somebody that you've known for that short of amount of time. That's crazy because you're still at the beginning and you don't know how, what your longevity is going to be like. So it's not guaranteed. You don't have guaranteed money. You're not CEO of a company. You're not, you don't have something stable. You have a career that that gauges upon whether or not people like you or not and care about your music and shit happens when people don't give a fuck longevity is something that is elusive to a lot of people at the very beginning of your well you got one top single because you just started that that is stupid to be spending money like that she don't have unlimited money she don't she's still trying to to, to gauge what what her money gonna be i don't think you can base that off because you know how many people that had one hit wonders like that that came out and, and the, the 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 record was huge and then they never was able to match that shit again and and went into obscurity and they still known for that one song but nothing else you don't is she too early in her career for that shit you don't know what's what's gonna happen going forward i mean you always have your little love and hip-hop money i guess to fall back on mona I always let you be on the show but as far as this music shit is concerned people have one hit wonders that shit happens a lot happens a lot where people you know you got a catchy little tune and then people don't really fuck with the with the shit that come after that then what 
you didn't drop three hundred thousand dollars that you can't get back now because as soon as that car left that lot it started depreciating so even if she took the car back which would be fucked up you're not saying anything unreasonable yeah you're just saying it to a puppy with a tinfoil hat on <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know. <laughs> I know. It just I hate to see it. That's all. I just wish she would have made better decisions with her money. That's I guess that that's my. I would like to see her do better for herself because, I mean, I don't particularly like her. She kind of get on my nerve. But like, I like to see people win, and she ain't winning right now with this bullshit. What? She's winning now, generally speaking. Generally speaking, I'm just saying long. I, long term is Bruh, what matters to me i bet the whole black community that look up to cardi b is looking at her buying her man yeah this rose royce and they are yes relationship goals exactly that's what i'm saying that's horrible that 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 is not relationship goals that don't need to be relationship goals in the black community we don't need to have bitches out here well obviously they ain't gonna be a rose royce because broke bitches can't get that but we don't need bitches out here going buying jordans when their kids need formula and shit because that's the type of shit that happens when when cardi b is relationship goals for broke bitches broke bitches don't have rose royce money but they have money to do shit with their money they don't need to do so they can be relationship goals because them the kind of stupid ass people that want that to be relationship goal the people that will spend their kid milk money on the nigga they with that doesn't need to be relationship goals in the black community. That's my point. I hate it. I well, don't want to see it. I don't think that shit been going on for a long time. I know, and I'm Cardi B is it. just the victim yes. of that mentality. But I want it to stop. It's it horrible. ain't going to stop. Okay? It's awful. It ain't going to stop. God damn it. <sighs> and that's just what it is. <sighs> Cardi B going to buy offset stuff. He barely going to buy her anything or be involved or do any input. And, you know, women going to look at her, you know, as, you know, relationship goals, wifey goals. And he going to have a side chick at some point. If he and ain't already got it, out. shit. Maybe they got an arrangement. Maybe they got an open relationship. I, like Will and Jada. Cardi which B. they say they don't, but Cardi, I think they do. But uh, Jada also ain't crazy like Cardi. I feel like if 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 offset was like photographed with another bitch, you she right now she break the fuck out of that uh rose royce before they even got married knowing she bought the shit like i don't think she the kind of bitch that could be in an open arrangement type situation she i just seen like she too irrational for this she get mad possibly anyway i had some most stuff to talk about i was going to talk about matt lauer and he got a secret hidden button that locked doors behind you oh uh, behind them i was going to talk about black thought if you hadn't seen that five ten minute freestyle that he got uh you need to listen to it but also the subsequent tweets that black people thought black thought was just like some philosophical white people thought goddamn way of black people you know being racist white but people thought that not black people you said black i said people black people thought. thought that white people thought that sorry yeah um the CDC put out a uh, a ban on seven words that they didn't want the, uh, to be published in any articles. The words are vulnerable, entitlement, diversity, transgender, fetus, evidence-based, or science-based. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, net neutrality and black women voting. If y'all want to talk about any of that shit, because we don't have a lot of community dialogue, send us something on, on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook, and look, let's have a conversation. Uh, I really want to reach out more than we have been doing, and I'm just trying to find the best way to do it moving forward. Um, but you got anything else nope. on your mind? Uh-uh. 
All right. Well, until we come in the next conversation, we out. Holla.